Hello, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the upcoming AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Talking Dead for this week. It's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, done a show, but we're back because there's more news. There's more exciting stuff to talk about revolving around The Walking Dead TV show. Some good news is... Some good news. I screwed that up. Some news is good news? That's as opposed to no news is good news sometimes. Uh, in this case, some news is very good news. Good news is good news. <laughs> Glad to have you on the show, Jason. Yeah. Good, good thing that you could fine participate. Fine form. <laughs> fine form. Here we go. <laughs> so let's get right into it. We've got more casting information. We've got uh, um, some a little bit more production information. And we have an interview with Mr. Frank Darabont himself where mm-hmm. he discusses the, the uh, TV show. Before that, though, let us first... Um, Give a quick update on a news item from the uh, last episode of this here podcast. Right. When we reported that um, Superman himself, Brandon Routh, was going to be joining the cast of The Walking Dead. Well, we didn't rumor. We speculated on the rumor. It it was a rumor. We reported the rumor and then speculated who he might play. Right. Sadly, or maybe not so sadly, he's not going to be in the show. No, he's not. Uh, I I believe the day or the two days after we recorded that one, his... uh, publicist came out and said nope not gonna happen he is not in the show it was purely internet speculation oh well and we helped oh yeah we helped (laughs) in our own little way that's why we're here um i don't think he necessarily would have been bad i don't think he would have been wrong for the show but whatever he's not doing it so no big deal too bad if you were all excited about that well you'll have to move on i was uh suspicious and i wouldn't say excited i mean i was uh able to live with it Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Able to live with it. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're able to live with the next bunch of information we have here because we've got two more um, two more cast members announced. One who we don't know who they're playing yet and one we do. The first one, we don't know what character it's going to be, but it's a guy by the name of Jeffrey DeMunn. Ah, uh, yes. Now, this is a uh, this is an actor who has worked with Frank Darabont before. He's been in, I think, almost all of Frank's movies, all of his productions. A lot of them, yeah. Um, and Frank Darabont referred to him as his good luck charm. He works <laughs> with him in everything. He was in The Green Mile. He was in The Majestic, I believe, and he was in The Mist. Those are the, the big right. ones. I've not seen The Majestic. No, uh, that's uh, I have, but I don't remember a lot about it, to be quite honest. I have seen uh, The Green Mile. Much enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. uh, Shawshank Redemption, I've seen, and The Mist, I've seen. Of course. Yep. Um, now, Demun, Jeffrey Demun has been around for a long time. He's done TV shows. He's done movies. Um, outside of his work with Frank Darabont, uh, let's see here, going down his list, I see ER, I see Law and Order. The West Wing? What was he on The West Wing? Apparently he was on The West Wing, a show you really like, right? I love that show. Anyway, I don't recognize him from the West Wing. Okay. Um, he's been acting for a really long time, since uh, the early 80s. So he's got some chops. And, uh, you know, he's he's one of those guys that I certainly recognize him when I see him, but I yeah. couldn't have mentioned anything he was in before I looked at his list on IMDb here. Oh, I could right away I, I pegged him in the Green Mile. I think that's where I recognized him the most. The most? Yeah, maybe. Can you recognize somebody the most? 
Well, you, I guess. Why not? <laughs> he was the most recognizable for me in the Green Mile. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, we don't know what character in The Walking Dead he's going to be playing yet, but there is wild speculation, to uh, get into that angle of things again, <laughs> that he will be casting, or he is cast in the role of Dale. Dale would make sense. He seems to be the right age, roughly. Yeah, a little um, older, and uh, Dale would work, and he's there early on. He's not going to be cast as uh, some, some a character that shows up later on in this series. True. So maybe not even in the first six episodes. So uh, Dale would make the most sense for me. Herschel? What about Herschel? He's old. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to show up in the first six episodes, though. True. Which True. is, uh, that's who I was thinking of if uh, if he was cast for a later episode. But, you know, right from the from the outset, outset if he's going to be a good luck charm, he might as well be good luck Dale. Good, good luck Dale. He is good luck Dale. <laughs> I suppose. He's got a camper. That's luck. Well, that's handy. He shows up with a with a camper. That's that's tremendous luck. Yeah, true. Good luck, Dale. All yeah. right, I like it. All right, they should uh, they should um, that should be his nickname from from now on. Um, good. Now the next casting information we have is much more concrete, or not more concrete, but we know the character and the actress. The actress is Sarah Wayne Callies or Calais. I don't yeah, know how to pronounce her last either. name. Um, and she's cast in the female lead of Laurie Grimes, Rick's wife and she was in uh, prison break a show i've never seen i saw the first season of prison break uh and i sort of mildly paid attention to it but then when the second season came out i got bored so i stopped well, watching they broke out of prison and then moved on yeah but there was still some stuff going on i'm not sure exactly what happened well do you it was re- the whole thing do you have any recollection recollection of her in the show what, what were your impressions of her she was a minor love interest character uh she was the medic that that doctor chick from uh, the first season, she was basically just uh, in the clinic and was a love interest for the for the main character. She did sixty nine episodes of the program, though, so she survived the run of it, I believe. The whole thing, yeah. Oh well, good for her. I don't know. I, I'm. The, I, it's done now, right? Yeah. I think so, she she ended up being the love interest for the main character. Okay. <laughs> she hasn't been around for that long. Um, she was born in nineteen seventy seven. Um, but she does not have a lot of credits uh, to her name here on IMDb. Prison Break is the the biggest one. Um, I, I also see uh, House, although it's only one episode. The Celestine Prophecy, that movie from 2006. Um, another TV show, Numbers. Oh, and she played Jane on the short-lived Tarzan uh, series. Is that, a, is that a program you ever saw? No. Neither did I. I'm not even sure I was aware of it until this moment. Yeah. Uh, it was a modern update. Officer Jane, uh, you will notice. Oh, Jane Dragnet. Porter. Yeah. L.A. Dragnet. Was that the one with... Uh, let's see if that's the one I was... Yeah, Ed O'Neill. I watched that. I love that show. Yeah, that was the Dragnet TV remake, right? It was the Dragnet... Yeah, the TV re- uh, remake. Ed O'Neill played uh, the character Just the Facts, ma'am. I forget what his name is, but he played this straight, no-nonsense uh, character, and he did a fantastic job. He did not... It was This was right after uh, Ed Bundy. Uh, that would be uh, Lieutenant Joe Friday. That's it, Lieutenant Friday. It was just after uh, Married with Children, where he played uh, Al Bundy, or whatever the hell his name was. Yeah. And uh, so this Dragnet, he did this straight-laced character, was a complete antithesis to uh, to Al Bundy, and he did a masterful job. I thought he was great. Okay. And uh, she was in that, apparently. She was in that, just for one episode, but yeah. But that's what I mean. She doesn't have a lot of credits under her belt yet, but you know what? That doesn't really mean anything, and I think... Uh, um, fans of Prison Break seem to think that she's great and that she's a good uh, choice for this role. Oh. Um, I, the way I see it, she's about the right age. She's 
got the right look. I mean, she's yep. good-looking woman, and uh, and that uh, the photo they put up of her, uh, she looks uh, sufficiently bitchy enough. That's right, <laughs> sufficiently. Yeah, and I think her, you know, standing beside um, Andrew Lincoln, who's going to be playing Rick, I think they might make a good pair. We'll see how it uh, we'll see how it ends up when the show is on the air. Yeah. So that's very exciting. We have the female lead, and we've got Jeffrey DeMunn coming in uh, in a semi-supporting role. We'll find out about him more later. Awesome. All right. More announcements. Um, it has been announced that KNB Effects Group will be doing the special effects for the show. Well, that's now, good. I can't say I know a lot about effects companies. Other well, than, me neither, but I've heard that they do zombie stuff. ILM. <laughs> ILM, yeah. Um, the, the Weta. I know those ones. Yeah. Um, but... The, the KMB effects group, if you look them up on IMDb, they've done absolutely freaking everything. They've been doing movies or, or doing effects since uh, 1973. Wow. <laughs> um, although they didn't do anything between 73 and 89. So there's a bit of a gap there. So a little bit. It might have been one guy or something. <laughs> but they have done everything, movies, TV shows, recently in the last couple of years. It might have been the founder. In 1973, it might have been the founder accidentally caught himself on fire. They got it on film, so he put it in as a credit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 2010 remake of Predator, or, or Predators. I don't Predators. know if it's a remake or a new movie. I'm not sure. <laughs> they're working on that. They're, they're working on The Pacific, a show you've been watching a little bit, I think. I haven't watched it. I've oh. been uh, trying to find it. You can't find it on iTunes. I can't find it on iTunes. Right. And uh, I've been... I missed the first couple of episodes, so I've been capturing it on the PVR. But then just as I was leaving today, Jenny found it on uh, the Movie Network On Demand. Well, going down the list here, I mean, uh, Splice, which is a movie coming out this year, uh, Jennifer's Body, Public Enemies, Inglorious Bastards, Drag Me to Hell, The Unborn, Seven Pounds, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, which was an enormously Ooh. successful movie, enormously, <laughs> made many hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, most of their credits are for special makeup effects, hmm. which is... Well, perfect zombies. for zombies. We don't want digital zombies. We want makeup. No, we want real life real zombies. Real life zombies and then dirt on other people's faces. But I see things like dog puppets in uh, Underdog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good stuff like that. Special makeup effects. Um, Did they work on MacGruber? I don't know. Speaking of MacGruber, I saw an R-rated trailer for it in front of Kick-Ass the other night. Oh. It looked offensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, anyways, going all the way down... Uh, way back to 19, um, oh, where is it? 1989. They worked on Weird Al's movie, UHF. Ooh, what are your favorites? Their credits for that, Weird Al's muscle makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got, they've got a lot of experience doing, uh, practical effects. Have they involving got, uh, people, I think. any Oscar nominations? That I don't know. IMDb would have it. They would have it under awards and nominations, wouldn't they? Well, I'm just looking at their their list on IMDb here, and I don't see that information. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do, if they have. They've worked with, um, most notably, well, they worked with Frank Darabont on The Mist, doing creature design and makeup effects. Oh, that was good. Those creatures were cool. Those were great. They have worked with um, um, the uh, Night of the Living Dead guy. Oh, come on. Come on. Um. Romero, right, um, on his recent movies, anyways, Diary of the Dead, 
uh, I believe probably Land of the Dead, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So they've done that. They've worked on the Chronicles of Narnia movies, um, all kinds of things. Masters of Horror for TV shows. I see a credit for the X-Files here. So what I'm trying to say is they've been around. They seem to know what they're doing, and I think they're the perfect uh, choice based on their, their body of work. Yeah. That sounds great. That sounds like uh, fantastic news. <clears throat> it's good that they're not... Uh... But they're getting somebody serious and not just some uh, hole in the wall running their company out of a shoebox kind of kind of place. Well, yeah, and, and and not some like new company because they're cheap or whatever, or, yeah. you know, something like that. These guys have been around; they know what they're doing, and and I think they're going to do some great work. Deadwood, they did Deadwood. Oh, that's great! This um, is uh, this is very exciting. Like the whole package with the casting <clears throat> and the production uh, information that's coming in. It sounds like it's a, a an actual serious effort that they're putting into this TV show, which is fantastic to hear. Serenity. That's good. Also good. Like the serenity. So not, nothing to worry about there, I don't think. We're going to get some nice-looking effects and zombies and hopefully a little bit of gore. Yeah. Um, finally, our last news item for the day is an interview with Frank Darabont conducted by Fear.net, or sorry, Fearnet.com, Fearnet. Um, he talks a little bit about a Dallas Film Society award he was getting, um, but he also goes on to discuss... The Walking Dead, how they're making it, how it's coming along, and what they plan to do. I've got a couple of quotes from the interview I think I'm going to read here. Groovy. First one. Um, Frank Darabont's comic book series, the graphic novel series, is very much a template for us, and it's a tremendous opportunity to take the subject as seriously as possible, and really as a long-term exploration of characters, which is what television does best when television is really working. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit awkward, that <laughs> quote, but uh, yeah, you get his point. Um Basically, they he's just saying they want to do it right. They want to do something great and uh, hopefully really go on for a long time. And like the comic does, like the graphic novel does, make it about these characters and these people uh, and how they cope and react with the unusual circumstances they're thrust into. Well, absolutely. I mean, if they completely make it about the zombies, it's going to get real old real fast. Well, sure. I mean, it might uh, that kind of thing might hold up for uh, a 90-minute movie, but that's not going to hold up for a TV show. No. There's no way. It's got to be a character study. Absolutely. I mean, the, uh, the the graphic novels are a character study. I mean, the zombies are uh, essentially after the initial kind of attack and, you know, after the survivors make it through the first little while, the zombies become a, a backdrop to the character study, to the uh, to the, the interactions between different types of people and the struggles that uh, they will have when all societal norms get taken out of the picture. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Next quote, and I think he's talking about um, about the difference a little bit between TV and comics, and he says, it's really going to be, I think, two different animals. We're much more beholden to Kirkman, which is a comfortable place to be because he has blazed a fantastic trail for us, for us to follow. We will take detours along that path. We will take steps off the trail, but always wind up veering back onto the trail that Robert provides for us because it's fantastic stuff. That's great. Obviously, he loves the book, and he's not afraid to... Go with it when it makes sense and not go with it when it doesn't make sense. That's great. Because if they tried to stick to the to the graphic novels uh, hardcore, then mm-hmm. uh, obviously things don't translate from one medium to another, from graphic novel to TV or graphic novel to uh, to movie. They don't translate. So you have to take, uh, you have to drive off the path. You have to go off the reservation every once in a while. You have to. And people complain, uh, a lot of people complain a fair bit about how their movie didn't stick to the book exactly or oh, you know crazy they're exactly they're, who wants that i mean if you wanted to stick to the book just read the damn book 
Well, that's why there's books. You know, making a movie out of something doesn't take away the fact that there is another version of that in another medium. That's right. You can love both or you can love one and hate the other. That's right. right. And uh, hopefully, in this case, we're going to love both. Hopefully. (laughs) Because I already (laughs) love the comics, so that's that. For sure. Um, I still have to get caught up. I haven't, I'm not quite caught up on the books Oh, 72 just came out. I could have picked that up. Yeah, I know. I'm, uh, I haven't gotten to the single issues yet. I'm just, I just finished the last trade paperback i did finish the last trade paperback and there's a gap between that and uh the monthlies but i'm picking up the monthlies because the next trade paperback will catch me up to the first monthly that i have uh the next trade is number 11 or 12 12. right yeah okay so what's which do you know which episodes that's gonna or i can Uh, always say episode which issues that's going to 67 to 67 uh, 8 and 9 no there's six of them so 67 67 8 9 and then 71 i don't know no, I don't think I don't think it's that. I, I think they're always at least a couple monthlies behind. It comes out this month, the end of this month, I believe. Yeah. But uh, oh no, <clears throat> what no, I need I to do, know. what I need to do is start buying the monthlies now. Yeah. Otherwise, by the time I get the trade, I won't be able to get the monthlies right after it yet. That's correct, and that's exactly what I'm doing. A- and you haven't read them yet, have you? No, I haven't. See, I, I'll if I buy them, I'll be really tempted to just read them right away, but I don't want to get out of order. I have 68, 69, 70, and 71, and I think I have to pick up 72. Their comic book shop is uh, holding it for me. That's handy. Yeah. Very handy. I have a file. <clears throat> well, that's good. That's good. I should open a file. Finally, in the last little bit of news, also from the interview, um, and these are just some some minor points, um, his first assistant director is going to be Casey Colwell. Don't know this person. Nope. Afraid I didn't look them up either, but uh, maybe he'll do that for next week. Um, uh, he's a production designer, Greg Melton, and he's going to get, he says he, uh, Darabont says he's going to work with David Tattersall again, who's going to shoot the pilot for him. So I assume that's... Um, director of photography yeah that's great so yeah i'm afraid i didn't look these folks up but uh they are people that frank darabont has worked with before and obviously trusts and you know what the more people he can bring on that he you know that has that he's worked with before i think the better i agree everything he's done has been great so there you go always get people around you you can trust it's very important yeah um, okay, Jason, before we wrap up this, uh, this episode of The Talking Dead. Is there a quiz? No, there's no quiz. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> Why don't we, off the top of our heads, talk a little bit about what we're going to do with this show when the actual TV show becomes on the air, comes on the air? Well, the first thing I'm going to do, uh, Christopher, is I'm going to watch it. Yes, I think that is, uh, obvious. <laughs> And then, uh, or at least it should be. I will probably record it and uh, watch, watch it, again. it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe and then when it comes out on uh, iTunes, I'll probably buy it. Okay, good. And then when it comes on DVD or Blu-ray, I might buy that too, depending on the special features they have. Special features and I guess overall quality. But uh, here we are. If we are doing this podcast, you need to be at least heavily involved in the program. Well, yeah. From a audience perspective, um, but so, I mean, what, what are about- you getting at there, Chris? No, I'm not getting at anything. I'm just saying, what are we going to do with this program? Are we going to recap episodes? Are we going to, um, you know, record once a week, twice a week? Well, let's make a plan here. We haven't really figured this out yet. Well, I think we should definitely recap. I think why not figure it out right here off the top of our heads while we're on the air? Okay. Uh, (laughs) Well, we can, uh, 
you know, going with a template of one show per week, we can do a quick recap of what we saw on the most recent episode, mm-hmm. and we can talk about what's coming up on the next episode. There's always descriptions and cast lists, and we can go through those things. Trailers. Definitely trailers. Um, we can talk about uh, any news, or we can talk about uh, how it's, you know, changing or being different from the uh, from the graphic novels. Great idea. Yeah, we can talk about uh, characters and uh, and say, geez, I'm I'm looking forward to them getting killed next week. <laughs> yeah, assuming that of course that uh, they, they do get killed in the form that they do on the comic books, and, and it's not a detour. And it it's could not a be detour. a detour. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, that's good. It sounds like we've got lots of stuff we can do. We can uh, we can read uh, listener feedback. Hey, listener feedback. <laughs> listener what a feedback. Gr- what a great idea. <laughs> and how might people contact us if they would like to provide some listener feedback? Uh, I don't know. Info or the talking dead at gmail.com. That's not right. Talk no. talking dead podcast. Talking at dead podcast at gmail.com. Dot com. And, of course, Talking Dead Podcast is the website, too. And I own a few other domains, which I'm going to point there as well. Some easier ones, a little bit. Um, that's good. You know what the most important thing for me is going to be, though? Uh, what's that, Chris? Getting cable. <laughs> Why would you need to get cable? Well, oh, you got it on AMC. I need to, I'm going to need to watch this show when it airs, I would think. Not oh. the next day or whenever I can get my hands on it through iTunes or whatever. So, Really? Yeah. You're going to get cable for this show? I don't know. It depends. It it depends how this show goes. What if I have cable and you come over to my house to watch it? Well, maybe we could do that for a while and see what happens. What if I get rid of my cable too, though? Well, then what are we going to do? One of us has to watch it. We'll go to someone else's house. <laughs> go to your neighbor's house. Can we watch TV here? I, I don't think you can walk into a bar and watch it. Watch oh, a nor TV would I show. want to. <laughs> no. No. It's not a sporting event. It's no, we'd, ha- we'd have to go to your neighbor's. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll ask the... Uh, the uh, elderly ladies that live next to me, if they mind, we come over and watch a zombie TV show. That'd be great. Thanks. All right. Um, but we'll figure that out, and we will... Uh, we'll That's have just whole... logistics. We'll, we'll figure it out. We got time, too. Um, what do you think? Should I email Robert Kirkman and ask him if he wants to come on the podcast? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do that. I that, think we should interview him. That would be fun. I think so, too. He could be, he could be a regular guest. That's right. All right. Well, that's great. Now that we've rambled on about that... We uh, can probably finish it some other time. But thank you for listening, everyone. Um, There, I'm sure, will be more Walking Dead news. They're going to start shooting at the beginning of June. It's a month away. Yes. Right now, uh, they're apparently out there in Atlanta scouting locations and just setting it up and organizing it all and getting it underway. So going to be shooting very soon. And when that happens, there's bound to be more information coming out. And, of course, more things happening before then as well. Wow. We're getting close. Very close. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go to TalkingDeadPodcast.com and email us at uh, TalkingDeadPodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, especially if you have any extra information or just thoughts on the show. If you're excited, whatever you want, to send it in. It'd be great. Um, so until next time, thanks for listening, and we will be back as soon as there's more news. Have a zombie week. Have a zombie week.